welcome to another episode of Clear Light Connections, where we talk to the people behind the businesses of Bay Area Houston, proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, today, I have a very special guest, Mohammed Raja, and you are a, a doctor in the cardiology division and also an assistant prof professor. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, t tell us a little bit about how you got started in medicine and, and what kind of drove you down that path of cardiology. Thank you very much, first of all, for uh, the invitation. I feel honored to talk to you. So, um, well, when I was a child, I was uh, born and raised in a place of the country where the health system was broken and people were, you know, poor. And uh, I saw people suffering from heart disease, people suffering from other disease. So that was the time when I decided to be a physician and help the suffering of the people. That was the start. And then, of course, when you move forward into your career, um, I went to med school, finished that, and I uh, did my internal medicine uh, residency. Uh, I found myself very interested in cardiac diseases. And that's what that was the time when I decided to be a cardiologist. And uh, uh, I did my cardiology fellowship from uh, Tulane University, New Orleans, uh, finished that in 2016. And since then, I'm working as a cardiologist. And uh, I'm very happy about that decision to help people who suffer from heart disease. It's a very satisfying profession and my field, especially being a cardiologist, I feel like I'm very, very helpful and I'm able to help people uh, for their diseases and that gives me everyday satisfaction. So obviously prevention is the best medicine when it comes to, to heart disease. Tell us what people should be doing in their everyday lives to kind of cut down on their risk. Uh, Sure, of, of excellent. So that, that, that's a great thing. You know, um, uh, I think Aristotle said that prevention is better than cure. So we all need to focus on um, how to prevent something happening. Just like before, um, if we have to avoid an accident, we have to look at the speed limit and we follow the signals. We have to be careful on driving and that prevents you from an accident. Similarly, when we talk about heart disease, um, we have certain things which if we uh, avoid, it can help us prevent from heart disease. And uh, prevention, including the heart disease, starts from your own home with your own body. So first of all, uh, exercise, regular physical activity. That is something which no medicine can replace. So an exercise of 150 minutes per week is something which has been prescribed, which has been shown to decrease the heart disease. That is one of the best preventions. And then um, once we talk about exercise, we should also talk about the diet. So we should try to eat healthy diet, which should include a lot of greens, lean meat, which should uh, have uh, as less as possible cholesterol, especially trans fats and polyunsaturated fats, uh, and less sugar, less processed, no processed food, we should try to avoid. And again, talking about healthy diet, we should eat salads, we should eat eggs, we should eat beans, we should eat lean meat. So we touched upon um, exercise, we touched upon diet, and then comes the uh, role of other risk factors of heart disease and one of the very common risk factors is smoking and you know that smoking the cigarette doesn't burn on itself we all burn it right so mm -hmm. we all start it so smoking is something which we have to be very very careful and avoid it at all 
in order to prevent ourselves from heart disease. If we talk about other risk factors for heart disease, then it comes diabetes and hypertension, very, very prevalent diseases. So if you have a diabetes, you need to control your diabetes as best as possible. Then let's talk about hypertension, which is high blood pressure. If you have heart disease, if you want to avoid heart disease or prevent yourself from heart disease, it's most important that you control your blood pressure as per the American Heart Association guidelines. So controlling the blood pressure. And then physical activity in including and uh, keeping your weight in check. So we should avoid obesity. And um, these are certain things which we can include in our daily lifestyle to avoid heart disease. You know, it's funny you mentioned some of those leading indicators. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a brief story. My father had heart disease. And I think heredity plays a big part in that because his brother, who lives in Holland, was a vegetarian and rode his bicycle every day to work. And they both ended up with heart disease. And, and so heredity plays a big deal. But back to your point on diet, there are certain cultures, my dad was from Scotland, where heart disease is, is rampant because of the diet. And, and so what, I know they all work in concert, but, but really where, where, would you, where would you focus most of your effort in, in, in trying to get people uh, to really battle heart disease in, in the most effective manner. Absolutely. So very good point. So genetics do play their role in heart disease. Just like you gave an example, right? Your father's family has a genetic tendency towards heart disease. Now, you cannot change that. No one can change that. Genetics, no one can change that. Someone is born with that risk. What is important is what you can alter. Now, on top of that, your father kept eating the diet, which was all unhealthy, right? And that's how he and his brother, even though they were active, they were doing everything, they developed heart disease. So the important part comes when you have a predisposition, then you need to be extra careful about your other aggravating risk factors. And again, those risk factors are your diet, your lifestyle activities, mm -hmm. diabetes, hypertension, problem with your cholesterol, drinking, uh, inactivity, uh, sedentary lifestyle, all those things. So yes, so I, uh, we see patients who are pretty healthy uh, to see them, but you know, they have uh, hereditary tendency, genetic tendency of having heart disease in their family. So I, as a cardiologist, think differently for that patient as compared to a person who does not have a family history of heart disease. Now, I know for a fact you guys are super busy because uh, my doctor is a UTMB doctor and the, the first appointment I would be able to get with a cardiologist was like way down the road. And so that speaks to the, the, the need obviously and, and especially in the Galveston County area, which, which is I presume where, where you're located. What, what's driving this is it because people got backlogged from COVID and people are finally starting to see their doctors again? What's driving that? You guys are extremely busy from what I've heard. Well, one major factor in that is heart disease is a very prevalent disease. So one in, uh, so the prevalence of heart disease in US is about 7%. So you can imagine one in 14 person have heart disease, mm -hmm. some kind of heart disease, right? So they need to be seen by a doctor. 
and as UTMB, we, we have a good number of cardiologists who are able to take care of the community needs, but still it's outgrowing. So we are trying to hire more people, but we are trying our best and, you know, trying to accommodate as many as patients as possible. But we need to keep in mind that heart disease is, is, is a um, very common disease. So one, ev so one American gets a heart attack every 36 seconds. Wow. And one American dies of heart disease every four, 35 to 40 seconds. Now, I think most people, when they think of, you know, they, they, most people think of the heart attack as the penultimate kind of event, right? But there's different forms of heart disease, and they, they, they have different effects on them. Speak, speak a little bit to more of the, oh, some absolutely. Of the more common ones. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point, actually. Heart disease doesn't only mean that you have heart attack. So let, let's be clear about that. So now I would like you to take you on a little journey about what is heart disease? So heart disease means any disease which is related to your heart and the vessels. Because vessels are considered part of the heart. They are coming from the heart, they are ending in the heart, right? So, so heart disease, major disease, which is coronary artery disease, which manifests as heart attack. So that is one part of heart disease. Other parts of heart disease include congestive heart failure, which people are most of the people are aware of this term congestive heart failure then uh, valvular heart disease is considered heart disease then diseases of the muscles which is called myocarditis is a heart disease then electrical problems in the heart that is also heart disease and those electrical problems you might have heard a term atrial fibrillation mm -hmm. or atrial flutter so svt so the electrical problems of the heart that's another spectrum of heart disease and then diseases around the covering of the heart which is called pericardium and by the same token when we talk about the aneurysm of the aorta many of the people know right abdominal aorta thoracic aorta aneurysm that is also considered a heart disease so heart disease is not only blockages in the heart and heart disease is not only heart attack heart right. disease has a broad spectrum it has multiple branches and it has multiple manifestations of heart disease so obviously we've talked about this before on the podcast with some of the other doctors obviously you're also a professor T tell me about what you enjoy about the culture at, at UTMB and and the fact that it's a teaching institution absolutely so um, what I like the most about UTMB is the educational environment which I enjoy in my job so we are working with the younger generations of physicians including medical students, including residents, including fellows, and APPs, PAs, and uh, so our team is a bigger team, and I, we enjoy working in a very academic environment. Now, personally talking in UTMB, what fascinates and what is very satisfying is the culture of the UTMB. At UTMB, we have a culture which is very, very collegial, which is very friendly, which is not stressed, we work um, at, at a very good pace and uh, we provide the care in the best possible way, but at the same time, we are very collegial. We are not you know, running behind and uh, things like that I really like in my job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always remarkable to hear kind of the consistent stories that, that, that come from there. And so it's, it's a credit to whoever's really spent that time building up that culture and 
you know, the way, the way it's uh, uh, running. So back to heart disease, um, it, like you said, it's so predominant. Uh, you guys just got a new certification, a chest pain certification. Yes. T tell us about that, please. So uh, recently, uh, UTMB Clear Lake Campus has been accredited with chest pain accreditation. And it's a great honor that uh, I was part of that committee who actually directed that initiative. So chest pain accreditation means um, we are a certified center by American Heart Association now where they looked into the care processes in our campus and they declared us, okay, this is a place, if you have a chest pain, you can go, we accredit this place to go there. So basically, it's, an, it's a stamp of our quality. It's a stamp of the care which we are providing. So American Heart Association has accredited us that we do provide standard of care, we do provide the care which is needed to any chest pain patient. Now, what that accreditation has in its background, like which people are not able to see is we put together a lot of processes of patient care, starting from patient checking into emergency department to the discharge of the patient from the hospital. There are multiple protocols which we put together. There are multiple quality checkpoints. There are multiple standard checkpoints which we put in and presented to American Heart Association. And that's how we got the chest pain accreditation. So basically, now, uh, accreditation means that we can provide the best chest pain care to our community, which anywhere else can be provided. Well, it's, it's important for people to realize that you guys are always changing and looking for these types of accreditations and extra certifications, and it really benefits the community. I mean, Absolutely. You know. Because, again, again, it comes to the best patient care. It's not about it's it's not about business. It's it's about best patient care. And American Heart Association would not accredit you if you do not meet those standards. Like I can give you a quick example. If we do not run the cardiac enzymes within ten minutes of patient coming in, we do not run the EKGs within ten minutes of coming in. That that's a standard of care that we have to maintain with this accreditation. But you can imagine in a place you go and you go with chest pain and you don't get your EKG done the right way, you cannot get your cardiac enzymes done, of course the outcomes are going to change. So in heart disease patients, it's very important to act in a timely manner, in a sequential way and in a very algorithmic fashion. And that's the purpose of getting the, that accreditation. And I'm again, I'm very happy that we got that accreditation and uh, we are continuing to improve our processes and keep our level of care at a certain standard. We would not like to have it go down beyond that, but of course we would like to go up further. So tell me about your philosophy on, on being a doctor in your bedside manner. I mean, what is it that, that you like to do that, that maybe separates you from other doctors? So everyone has his own philosophy of their own profession and practicing medicine. So for me uh, personally, my philosophy of patient care is I treat my patients just like my family. If I am seeing a patient and I will just think in my mind that he's like my father. And then I will go over his things and stuff and as we all know that you, won't, you never think wrong about your father, right? You will, mm -hmm. not be, you will be extra careful when you are making a decision for your family. Like let's say if I have a female patient, I'll think like, okay, what if she's my sister or my mother or my grandfather or my grandmother 
when I think that way about my patient, you know, honestly, I have, everything is on one side and my focus is just to get the best care for that patient. And that's my philosophy and I enjoy working like that because that way there is no bias about payment, there is no bias about insurance of the patient, there is no bias about getting paid or not paid. I am treating my patient as I should treat that's my father. That's somebody else's job, right? That's it. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned uh, women because women in cardiac health, that's, that's an area that doesn't, it, it gets often overlooked. I think, you know, we're trying to bring it to the fore. Tell us about what, what, uh, what you're seeing in that area and, and what it is you would want to tell, you know, women about, hey, you guys have this just as bad as the men do. I mean. Absolutely. So um, let me clarify this thing first. Women's have worst outcome with heart disease as compared to men. Keep in mind. Now, challenging thing is women's do not present as typically as males or men's do. So that puts us as physicians in, into a very tough situation. And as a patient as well, patients do not know whether they are suffering from heart disease or not, especially females. Mm -hmm. So presentation of disease, heart disease in females is not typical. It's atypical. It's different. So you have to have a good vision. You need to have a high level of suspicion to think about, hey, this woman can have heart disease. So that's the first starting point where we, half of us just trip off. So we have to have a very high level of suspicion to diagnose heart disease in females. And studies have shown that heart disease gets diagnosed late in females. And even if it gets diagnosed, the females do not get the treatment as compared to males. Because again, in the back of our mind, we feel like, oh, it's, it should be something else. It can be something else. It would be something else. So yes, so it's very important that we do not ignore our community females and women, and especially women should be very, very careful about their symptoms. Their symptoms would not be those typical symptoms which are on the Google. Mm -hmm. I know many people these days have very quick access to internet. As soon as they have any symptom, they just Google it. Mm -hmm. So if they are going to Google the symptoms, the, the symptoms are going to be the typical symptoms and they can mislead. Yeah. They can mislead females. So yes, if you feel like you are having something going on which you cannot figure out or something unusual, talk to your primary doctor and ask your primary doctor, do you need to be seen by a cardiologist? I think being more vigilant and being more attentive towards unusualness of female presentation is the way to go. There is no other way. Yeah, and, and what, what you're saying echoes with a past podcast guest who was a, a survivor and she's, you know, she, she verb, almost verbatim talked about, you know, what, what you were talking about, that the, the, the symptoms just weren't, your, like you said, your classic symptoms. Mm -hmm. So uh, what, what should women be looking out for then if, they're, if their symptoms are atypical? What is it just, I think you mentioned part of it was like she just felt off, mm -hmm. right? And, and just had to keep going back to the doctor and, and sure. just. So I can give you, I can tell you that the typical symptoms of heart disease in males, they are chest pain, chest pressure, feeling unusual shortness of breath on exertion, and feeling sweaty and tiredness after the exertion which he was able to do it before. Mm -hmm. If I change that sex to female, now females cannot, like they, they may present like, I don't feel good in my chest. Oh, I feel like this is kind of acidity. Oh, I feel like my stomach is not feeling well. 
Now you see the difference in presentation. The males would come and they, they would tell you, I feel pressure or pain in my chest. Females might not tell you. So the atypical symptom when I talk about is like, they might feel like, you know, I feel a little bit sweaty when I do this. It was not there before. Oh, I feel nausea. I feel not well when I do this. I feel some kind of acidity or burning or unusual pulling. A lot of, lot of females would tell you. Mm. I feel some kind of pulling in my chest. So female presentation would be very different. So again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, if you are dealing with something which you are not aware of or you are not sure of, you cannot come up with the plausible etiology, just talk to your primary doctor and just yeah. talk to uh, the doctor that, you know, is it something which we are missing? If you have, I mean, if you are in the right phenotype for heart disease, I think you should have a very high level of suspicion for further management and further diagnosis of heart disease. Okay. Anything else you want to share with the audience before we part? I think uh, as a cardiologist, I see a lot of uh, people who suffer from heart disease and um, I, um, I counsel them in my clinic as well and I, I would like to share this with my audience that please value your life and prevention is better than cure and it's very easy to prevent heart disease if you take care of yourself. If you live a good lifestyle, if you eat healthy and if you avoid smoking, these three things if you can do you can minimize your risk of heart disease significantly. Well, if God forbid you get diagnosed with diabetes, hypertension, you cannot do much except controlling them. But what we eat every day mm -hmm. is totally under our control. Doing an exercise 30 minutes a day, brisk exercise, it's very easy. Just go out and have a brisk walk. I mean, we are lucky we live in a very good place of Texas and US, right? Yep. So, and again, keep an eye on your weight, eat healthy and um, just be active active give give some steps to your heart give some steps okay brisk walk give some increased heart rate to your heart that is the exercise for your heart so again i would just request you that heart disease is a very prevalent disease so you can prevent it you can minimize your risk of having heart disease by doing very simple measures and very simple lifestyle changes well thank you dr raja appreciate it. Thank you very much. A very important election is coming up in May. It's for the Clear Creek ISD Board of Trustees. April 7th, the Clear Lake Area Chamber of Commerce will be hosting a candidates forum for those who are vying positions on the Board of Trustees. Try to be an informed voter and check us out. You can be there live or watch virtually. There are two positions open and we want you to know who's running before you get out and vote.